You're listening to Corb Conversations on the Business of Brands with Sudeep Chawla and Sharavana Raghavan. So Sharan, uh, today it's my turn to interview you. Yes. And let me start first with the million dollar question. What are we going to discuss about? Are we busting any myth or are we going into another rant? <laughs> Unfortunately there are no rants today. Uh, okay. Maybe you can call it a little bit of a myth busting but not necessarily. So uh there's a wide held belief that people have short attention spans increasingly today. People say you have your TikTok videos, your YouTube shorts, your Instagram reels at best a 1 minute. A 1 minute reel ends up being boring. So people don't have that 1 minute to fully watch an Instagram reel. But if you pan out a little, there is a lot more to it. It's not just about short attention spans. In the same space of this short attention spans, we have people binge watching shows, people watching like 1 hour long episodes, 12 episodes a season and watching it all in one breath. So I think there's a bit of understanding to be done there to say why are people watching why are people willing to give the attention to something and very very impatient with the attention in other spaces and i believe it comes down to the personalities they identify themselves with mm-hmm. so you have 3 hour long podcasts that run and that run very well so some people say that these 3 hour podcasts are actually videos but these videos are of what two people just sitting down and talking i know you're a big fan of uh, joe rogan yeah and he runs 3 4 hour podcasts but not everybody who does this 3 4 hour podcast has the same audience he does people have identified with him he's built a following for himself and there's a certain personality there's a certain charm to him there's a sense of irreverence the fact that he's willing to challenge the the guest he's got on the show and the fact that he's willing to be challenged on his points of view makes the conversation interesting and he's not afraid of being wrong and i think that is where he kind of gets his audience so bottom line it is about the personality mm. it is about the personality the audience wants to wants to be associated with which drives the stickability interesting so you're saying any kind of content has hope as long as it has personality which connects with the audience yes and it's not just content so today we're talking about personalities of brands and brands that build a personality are the ones that have a better chance of connecting with the audience so therefore if i were to ask you why do brands need a personality how would you answer that a brand's personality is also an amalgamation of all its abstract distinctions right mm-hmm. in a world of having to stand out your color your identity your packaging mm-hmm. your personality is a great tool which can be used as a great differentiator mm. and there are multiple brands solving for the same issue they are so offering the same benefit sometimes even what do you say indistinctly and your personality of the brand then comes on to make the distinction very clear mm. and people connect with personalities they don't connect with brands what are brands brands are inanimate abstract things 
It's not the logo. It's not the design. It's what you make people feel is the promise that you're making, even when you're not saying anything. And that comes through in the form of the brand's personality. And when a brand has a clear, distinct personality is when it builds a following of consumers. It, that's when brands have the chance to become, what do you say, influencers of the culture. Okay, fair. So you said a very interesting thing uh, earlier, uh, Sharon. You said yeah. that there could be brands which might be solving the same issue, same problem, and yet approaching it very differently because of their personalities, and that becomes their distinction. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if suppose a brand wants to build a distinction, you are saying that it needs to have a personality. Yes. Okay. How 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 should a brand go about doing it? So what is personality right basically a personality is built on the consistency of behavior demonstrated over time now we can all think of different people in our life friends from school college colleagues you know who to go to for what and who will be the solution or who will be the breaker for anything so if you have you want somebody to have fun with you have somebody to go to advice for you know, somebody who can keep secrets. So there are people, and this is not because they come and tell you, I can do this, I can do that. It's about them having demonstrated a certain kind of behavior over time so that you expect them to continue with that consistency. Hmm. And same, parents with children, right? Parents can almost predict what the children are doing, especially the younger ones. They know what they will do now, what they will not do later. Sometimes parents can even tell the difference between the identical twins because they understand their personality so early. Correct. Yeah. So that is nothing but consistency of behavior. Hmm. Now, when somebody acts out of character, it becomes jarring, becomes an aberration. And an out of character behavior can almost have you judge the person and that could stay on forever. So, for example, you know how Virat Kohli reacts on the ground. Yeah. And people don't take that too seriously because that's how he always is. Correct. But when Rohit Sharma reacted to a dropped catch, that became headline because that's not Rohit Sharma. That's not his character we used to. It's a change in character you're seeing. So that catches your eye. And then you almost judge him for it. And it's up to him to very quickly change that. But... It is about a character not maintaining consistency hmm. can change people's view of the brand. A brand maintaining this consistency is what builds a personality over the long term. Hmm. Okay. So you may forgive a few aberrations, hmm. but rarely do you forget it. Hmm. Hmm. And because it's happened against the grain and just like Murphy's Law, right? The one that happens against the grain is what you always remember. Brands that successfully build their personality give people a reason to want to associate with them. And over time, they earn the power to influence the customer's behavior and therefore they become cult brands. Okay. Okay. So, clear brands need to demonstrate consistent behaviors to cement a personality in consumers' head. Right. Now, my question is. For brands which have been around, they've been displaying a certain kind of behavior. Now, I'm a startup founder. I'm yet to create a personality. 
now i want to create a personality and then i will start demonstrating uh, consistent behavior now if i am a founder tell me how do i go about um, you know constructing a personality is there a process i can follow that's the best part there is no process for you to follow oh no no that that's the best part there is no process nobody can tell you why you're right or why you're wrong it's about okay. what feels right for you and especially for founders hmm it is about what feels right to them about the brand and it's not just that but it's about feeling right first before anything else mm-hmm. there are a few watch out areas but there generally a few points to keep in mind when you're creating a brand's personality point number 1 understand your audience and and the competition market before you draft your own brand's personality mm-hmm. your positioning sometimes will decide what kind of personality you want to have okay for example you can't have a very eco friendly positioning mm. or eco friendly or safe on you safe on skin positioning and then take a very what do you say a uh, very aggressive very outlandish kind of a personality those things don't match mm. so you need to kind of keep your positioning in mind and your positioning will help you identify your personality Hmm. Point number 2. Once you pick a personality for your brand, you must stay consistent to it for as long as possible. Mhm. Because consistency, like in the case of people, is what builds your personality in other people's mind. You can have a personality in your mind, but for people to think of you as the same personality you want them to, it takes hmm. time. It means hmm. continued behavior that represents a certain personality. I've seen a few brands that end up changing their personality a little too much and that never really works. So there's this book called The Hero and the Outlaw it kind of goes into archetypal identities and there they say brands that stick to one personality consistently have a 97% more chance of growth than confused brands. Okay, 97% more chance of growth. Yes. Okay. that's almost double chance yeah yeah and point number 3 be very careful not to trivialize the personality it is very easy to fall into the stereotype space and instead of the archetype space okay uh uh-uh. uh okay that's you know slightly heavy for me i will ask for clarification let me just uh recall the three things you said you said number 1 it is important to ad- understand the audience and the market competition market mm-hmm. number 2 be consistent on your personality mm-hmm. and number 3 is do not trivialize yes and just just explain this point a bit and you know those terms that you used stereotype and archetype what is stereotype archetype and how do you uh, you know prevent uh, trivialization right so stereotype is what we see around us all the time right so mm-hmm. stereotype is basically taking one example of a certain set of population and attributing that or generalizing that to the entire population it is insensitive and it's an easy mistake for brands to make okay yeah so they are convenient examples at best a stereotype is nothing but how everybody thinks of a certain group so you say the way a south indian speaks english or hindi mm. for that matter mm. the way 
how boisterous a Punjabi family is supposed to be. Hmm. How how anybody talks. So, I personally, I'm a fan of Shah Rukh Khan, but I was very offended by this Yenada Raskala that he did in one of the movies. <laughs> and that is nothing but stereotyping. Yeah. And it and the, and the risk of that is that it can sound very funny to you when you're doing it when mm. it's not you when you're laughing at somebody and you're laughing with somebody are very different. Yes, the stereotype has the ability to get you to laugh at somebody and give you the illusion of being laughing with them. Mm. And he in another movie he has noodles with curds with his hands and just mm-hmm. because he's playing a south indian character that's fine <laughs> that's as stereotypical as it can get mm. so what's offensive to me is very funny to everybody else so that's what stereotyping does it makes you look at any issue as them and you it kind of alienates you from the issue Understood. and puts somebody else and makes you take an easy judgment route an archetype on the other hand is that it it's a universal truth no matter where you live in the world it is about the truth of the humanness in you so that is why you have korean movies working in india you have south movies working all over india suddenly because there are certain aspects in life right so you have a mother you have a lover you have a guru you have a don so these are characters you always identify with so this movie this korean movie parasite works so well in india because here we understand the culture of having house help mm and it's not so much in the west mm and we associated so clearly with that movie because we understood the archetype of the master and the servant so these are archetypes so these are rooted in universal truths and they connect across cultures so a brand should look to fall into the archetypical space instead of the stereotypical space which can actually be detrimental okay okay so stereotype is surface level prejudice and archetype is deeper human level uh, emotion correct yeah or human level personality and therefore you're saying if you are doing stereotypical work you're actually trivializing your personality yes you're listening to gob conversations on the business of brands your hosts are sudeep chawla marketing practitioner business leader and educator to advertising and marketing professionals and Sharavana Raghavan of Vitril Innovations consultants to consumer facing brands and businesses for more information go to copcast.net if you find this podcast helpful please help us by telling your friends and rating us if i am a founder i'm going about you know Uh, i i i read the three points i'm clear that i will not make those mistakes now are there any frameworks i can follow different people use different frameworks and i know you don't like frameworks at all yeah and i have no dislike towards them but i just don't trust too many of these frameworks they say it's one size fits all kind of approach so i usually end up using two but 
Before I go any further about what frameworks I use, I think it's important to establish that frameworks are not important. As long as you can instinctively derive your brand's personality, you'll largely through. Okay. So one of the frameworks I use is the Jen Acker brand personality dimensions. Hmm. I think she created this in 1997. It was hmm. created for consumer behavior. And she has these five dimensions of adjectives and says, these are the five dimensions through which a consumer connects with the brand. Hmm. And then there is the very famous Carl Jung archetype framework, which focuses on core emotional needs, depending on how a brand satisfies any of these four emotional needs, the archetype is manifest. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very easy when you look at it. I'll leave a link in the notes. But both the framework, it's good to know that both the frameworks have severe opposition in the mm-hmm. wider marketing world. And they are called gimmicky. Mm-hmm. And I frankly understand why they're called gimmicky because it's very easy for them to become gimmicky. Mm-hmm. But Nobody who says they're wrong has a better solution for the system. So if somebody wants to use a framework, I recommend these two, read up on them, and then use them so that you are very clear about how you want to build your brand's personality. But that said, I reiterate, frameworks are just there to help you. There are no templates here. Your basic idea when defining your brand's personality is to answer four elements which create the personality which is your identity, the characteristics, the language a brand will use, and the tone the brand will speak in. That's it. These are the four things you need to establish for your brand. And for this, whether you can do it with a framework, without a framework, you can do it by instinct, or if it's born through your positioning, doesn't matter. Make sure you define these four elements and stick to it. In fact, I'm reminded of my um, marketing class in my B school quite some time back, but I remember there was this Capfer's brand prism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was taught to us, and uh, it again had you know the prism had six sides to it. There were three facets, and for each one of those facets, there are two sides. One is internal, one is external. Right. So on one side was values, on the other side was personality. Right. So we weren't you know, taught any framework to arrive at brand personality, we were expected to possibly write a personality just by looking at the brand. So it's just a representation of your understanding of the brand and possibly then becomes clearer for the generations that follow to, you know, know the guardrails and possibly know how it was communicated in the past. But the core point I was just trying to remember that in that uh, brand prism also, we were expected to just write the personality. As you said, intuitively feel for it yes understand the brand and try and write right yeah okay but but i like those uh you know four aspects that you spoke about sounds like a some kind of a guidance or a cheat sheet for the founders can you just build on it a bit what is identity characteristics etc sure think of it as eclat so Mm -hmm. i-c-h-l-e-t it's just an acronym for you to remember the four aspects of personality identity mm-hmm. characteristics mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. and tone mm. eclat objective is to define your personality and doesn't matter how you arrive at it I, ca- I cannot stress that more okay so for each of these let's just understand what they mean because that mm. will need a little bit of clarity 
So what is identity? It is the closest psychological association people will have with your brand. So they say, that man reminds me of my uncle. This man reminds me of a friend I had in school. Oh, he looks like my brother. So there are different roles that you see people every day, right? Mm -hmm. That is identity. And you want your brand to have an identity. Okay. And then characteristic, which is the easier part for most marketers, right? Mm. What are the top one or two characteristics your brand will stand for? What is Mm. it that you're looking to sell? That's almost a physical attribute of what the brand can tell. Okay. Then the language. What kind of words will you choose to communicate anything you want to communicate to your consumers? Mm -hmm. And tone. What is the attitude you want to reflect via your communication? Mm. So it's easy to confuse language and tone because they kind of sound similar or kind of mean similar. The difference mm-hmm. is that language defines the words you choose. Mm. Tone defines the attitude behind those words you choose. So I'm, I'm actually reminded of, sorry for this digression here. <laughs> Please. When we were younger, there used to be this ad by Pan Pasand uh-huh. from Ravel Gun. Yes. Yeah. And there was this nice, uh, so this actress called Mandakini used to be one of the, in one of the ads. Okay. And you know, in the first frame of the ad, first few frames, she would be angrily speaking to somebody. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the exact dialogue, but she is very, very angry. Yeah. And then somebody gives us the pan person and immediately she says the same dialogue, but in a very sweet manner. Ah. So, it says pan person, gazab ka swad, pan ki mithas. And it kind of implies that, you know, it will immediately change your tone. Your language remains the same. Right. But the tone changes. You can say the same thing in different ways. Precisely. Okay. That's, I mean, I think that captures beautifully what I was trying to say without an example. I think that's a perfect example to say what a, how a tone is different from the language. Nice. We should drop a, we should drop a link. Huh. Although most of the founders wouldn't have possibly been born then. <laughs> that will be a nice. <laughs> it might give away our age. Gen X, Gen X, Sudeep, you've just fallen into the Gen X category suddenly. No, no. So, again, (laughs) I'm going back to one of your previous assertions that we should not generalize. So, I will not fall into that trap. This is all you, Sharon. Yes. Okay. So, Eclat is what I will certainly remember. Mm -hmm. I broadly have an idea what is identity, what is characteristics, what is language, what is tone. Can you give me some examples? Sure. There are quite a few iconic brands that have thrived over time especially in India Mm -hmm. and they've done that also by building a consistent personality and one of the brands that always comes to mind is uh, a cool favorite of mine is the Royal Enfield nice the motorbike I've had one I love riding one Mm -hmm. but it's a horribly uncomfortable bike to go on long rides and your butt hurts like (laughs) crazy but that is still the preferred bike for these longer trips and the bike trips that you go on. Mm. And for that, let's try and do the eclat for Royal Enfield, right? Okay, yeah. So, I think the identity of the Royal Enfield is mm. that of the explorer. The one is going out there seeking, looking to explore the world. The characteristics that they demonstrate is that it's durable and also a sense of machoism. It's masculine which is where the old school looks come into play. And you have the language, if you see, 
is always talking about say it's daring. So even the characteristic, I think the line they use is built like a gun. Is what they use to demonstrate their durability. And then say it rides like a bullet. And that's the daring machuism that they bring in to the language. Mm. And the tone, if you see, is always confident. They have this new model of Thunderbird. It's a good base design, but it's not even finished very well. But the way they display it, the way they flaunt it to their community of bikers, they do such a confident job of it. It kind of stands out. You know the Royal Enfield that's there. So there are other brands that kind of fit into the same of, what do you say, a personality. Some I can think of are Mahindra Thar, yeah. which would be also adventurous, explorer mm-hmm. brand. You'd have Woodland Shoes. They're mm. kind of in the similar space, right? Yeah, yeah. Another one I can think of uh-huh. is Tata Safari. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There's this commercial that they had, Tata Safari Daikor, I think. Right. The line that they had was Reclaim Your Life. Yes, I remember that. That's the one they relaunched, right? When they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had this brilliant commercial uh, where they had uh, montages of various people going through their routine and wishing for something. Right. And everybody wanted to, you know, go either explore the mountains. There was somebody who said, I wish I could quit my job on a Monday. Each one of them had a wish list, but were just putting it off, you know, and therefore they were just going with the routine. And that exactly. is where Tata Safari makes a break and says, reclaim your life, get into the safari and break the routine. Right. Right. That's pretty much the same personality, right? Yeah. 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 So... Okay, yeah. I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit today. Okay. How would you characterize the personality for Fevicol? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Fevicol also has a, I would say, a 60 years history, 63 years history in India. And I think since it started communicating, must be about, you know, 30, 30 plus years now. Right. Since 80s, it first broke. Right. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around 80s, 90s. Okay, so let's do the eclet for it. So eclet, I think, would be very, very rooted Indian. Right. You will always find, uh, you know, Fevicol commercials, whatever Fevicol does, very, very rooted in Indian values and Indianness. Right. Yeah. From a characteristic point of view, it will always have durability slash dependability, whichever way you say, mm-hmm. and surety slash effectiveness you know that it'll work and you know that it'll work for a very very long time right language that they've chosen actually is kind of a quirky language right yeah there's a little bit of a pun there is a little bit of fun that they do uh, within common man situations and from a tone point of view i think they come across as somebody who will be able to engage you very well yeah so there is a story that Fevicol always tells. Mm-hmm. More often than not, they will not have even a single dialogue within the TVC. <laughs> yeah. Yet they are able to engage you because you are able to relate with it because it is like a rooted Indian. Right. Storytelling is engaging. And then you have a final delivery which kind of gives back the characteristics, which is that you can be sure when you use Fevicol. And it'll work for a very long period of time. Absolutely. That, that's so cool, right? Because you can recall so many of the Fevicol ads 
Hmm. But this would be consistent across all of it. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's amazing. That's I think that's that's how personalities are built, right? Over time. Fair. Now you know again, thinking of it from a startup point, founders' point of view, hmm. all of these are big brands, right? Who have been at it for you know, if not, maybe you know, three, four, five decades. Hmm. and it is possibly now easy to look back and justify right now can you think of a few new brands new age brands that have been able to do it uh, thus far and they seem to be on the right path see the new age brands na so by virtue of a personality being built over time hmm the new age brands might not have it as clearly etched out as the legacy brands have okay but yeah but there are a few brands that kind of come to mind when one of which is boat which boat, boat headphones okay. yeah yeah and yeah. i think they've built up that brand by having a distinct personality i think that's why they stand out i think if you do the eclat for them i think it would be the identity of the rebel and the characteristics is that it's about style they I don't think they're ever about the kind of audio they deliver, but about the style they let you display and the attitude that that they let you display in it. The language is almost arrogant, so the kind of celebrities they use, they're against the grain. Therefore, their tone also would kind of be a little irreverent. Hmm. Hmm. So that's the kind of personality I think Boat is building. I'm not sure if the team at Boat will agree with this assessment, but I think I'm. I very clearly see a personality being displayed by the brand in all the kind of communications that they're doing. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So when they would have, suppose we were Aman Gupta, hmm. and we were setting out uh, with you know determining Boat's personality. So as you said, first understand your consumer. So they would have said that okay, this is my consumer, eighteen to twenty-four years old, wanting to carve their identity, not afraid. of being a rebel etc and then they would have looked at their competition now who would have been their competition basically the brands that are selling online mm. were looking to compete with the technologically superior brands constantly like ah. your jbl yeah or a bose i, mean, I think bose is a little out of the league skullhead skull skullcandy skullcandy yeah ah. yeah so those are the ones that was talking and they mm. were all talking about the quality of audio correct so what boat did they compared almost the direct comparison comparison on style was with beats by dre the mm. apple ka the big loud headphones yeah yeah and even though boat does a lot of bluetooth and earphones and wearables today what kind of stands out are their headphones which go over the head and the most visible the red color headphones that stand out they said i am giving you that attitude at this price and i don't think they ever talk about audio quality anyway it's not about the quality of audio or technologically superior products it's about the attitude they sell to the customer fair yeah and therefore they stand out as a strong personality okay i'm sure there's some way to go but i think this is what's coming out and what they've done so far acha sure. excellent fair lovely i think those those examples kind of make it clear to me what uh, you know eclat how eclat can be thought about it it sounds possibly simple enough as compared to a regular framework right yet it sounds comprehensive 
you know push you and you know forcing you to think about various aspects before you even decide on the personality right right you're so right good i'm hoping uh, all the listeners should be able to possibly pick up and do an eclat for their own brands and see if they can build on top of it that be great and i'm going to drop both the frameworks with a little bit of a guideline on how to use them hmm. but feel free to ignore them if you need to for the listeners excellent fair no no i think i think this is really really helpful sharan i had good fun thank you for listening to cob conversations on the business of brands with sudeep chawla and sharana raghavan subscribe and learn more at cobcast.net that's c o b b c a s t dot net